Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast, episode number 197. Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast. Learn jazz piano without all the guesswork. Now, your host, Brendan Lowe. Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast, where we have one mission, that is to help you achieve jazz piano freedom so that you can express your true inner soul and emotions instead of having to copy what others have shown you. Now, we do this by providing structured and organized jazz piano education on specific jazz piano tools that you can then take and use over any tune so that you have complete jazz piano freedom. All right, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Jazz Piano School podcast, episode number 197. My name is Brendan Lowe, creator and founder of Jazz Piano School, and I'm your host as always. Thank you so much for being here. In this particular episode, I'm going to be going over the three simple, easy ways to create three-note voicings. And I think there's a lot of mythology behind this and what they are, how they help, how they should be used. And uh, a lot of students, and even myself, can kind of plow right into... These, this terminology and other types of terminology, um, the Bill Evans voicings, McCoy voicings, not really know what their purpose is, what they're used for, how to expand upon them, how to create your own, and how to integrate them into your own playing so that you're using them with your own spirit, right? And not someone else's. Like we wanna make everything that we everything we learn our own. We want to know how to use it, manipulate it, and be flexible with it so that we can create something from our own heart, right? Our own soul and express ourselves spontaneously. So that's the purpose that I want to show you. And that goes for a lot of jazz piano topics. But uh, before I dive into that, I just want to say our 200th podcast episodes coming up very, very shortly. I'm going to be giving away the all of our previous podcast materials in one PDF, all of our previous podcast materials for the last 200 episodes. And again, we don't have materials for every single episode due to uh, some factors that I didn't actually start doing lessons. This was like five or six years ago until the 40th, 30th or 30-something or podcast. It was just all audio, right? And then I was like, well, why don't I add lessons, a uh, video to it, right? So some of the episodes don't have materials and some of them are just lessons, but the ones that do, we have lots. I mean, I'm sure we have over a uh, hundred different types of um, practice materials, exercises, notation, checklists, uh, all that good stuff. And it's super, super helpful. You won't have to go back and look for all of that. You won't have to, um, you'll just get it once and you'll get all of the previous podcast materials that we have up until 200. So that'll be super helpful, I believe, for everybody. So with that being said, I'm gonna dive right into this episode. It's gonna be uh, an easy, quick one, which I know everybody loves in this day and age. So here we go. So the tune I'm going to be using is All the Things You Are. Here are the chords just real quick, right? It cycles very nicely, very harmonically, and, um, you know, in a very fluid motion. The harmonies move very nicely. So a three-note voicing essentially is three notes in our right hand. Okay, very, very simple. But a lot of people get into the different things like, oh, here's how you play your three-note voicings. Here's how you play your four-note voicings. Well, anything can be a three- or four-note voicing, and that's what I'm going to talk to you about today. And I want to teach you how to expand them, use them, and start practicing them. So the first thing you want to do is you need your bass notes if you're going to practice these over a two-five-one, a tune, or anything like that. So in this particular case, I'm using all the things you are. There are my bass notes, right? 
easy peasy. So you just want to be able to do that. The second step is going to be you want to learn your shells for every particular chord. Now your shells are going to be the third and seventh of a chord. So if I play my F minor seven here, my shells are the third and the seventh of the chord. In this case, it's going to be A flat and E flat. So I'm going to remove, remove my root in fifth. Now I have my shells. It creates a beautiful, beautiful sound with our bass note already. Now, to create the essence of harmony, essentially we need two things, the shells and the bass note. Now, shells without a bass note can be lots of different things because the bass note is essentially what tells you what's on the bottom, right? So if I change this, and for example, and I make this, I put an A flat on the bottom, that's gonna change the sound drastically, right? If I put a D on the bottom, that changes the sound drastically too. So you can clearly see, you need to have your bass notes in order to have the bottom end support of harmonies at all time. You also need your shells. Now the shells dictate the quality of the chord. Now what do I mean by that? If I take an F minor seven, I change one of my shells to a an A natural, I've completely changed the quality of the chord now. It's no longer minor, it's a dominant F7 chord. That's why the shells are so important in harmony. All right, so back to our three note voicings. We have our shells, we have our bass note. Now the next thing we're gonna do is add a note to our voicing. Now which note do we add? What notes do we add? Well, we have two different choices I wanna to explain to you today. We can create a three note voicing just by adding chord tones. That's it, chord tones from the chord we're already playing. So literally, you can add the root, the third, the fifth, or the seventh to your voicing. So here are my shells. You can pick. The great thing about this, and I want you to explore this, is that you're now spontaneously creating your voicing based on what you want. All right, we're gonna talk about leading, going through tunes in a second. But just come up with some voicings. I can do this. So I'm doubling my third now on top. A flat, E flat, this is a gorgeous voicing. I could literally go through all the things you are playing this voicing. And just by doing that one particular voicing, I'm creating a gorgeous arrangement of the tune. I mean, this is very, very beginner style piano, but guess what? It leads to gorgeous playing. And when you master these fundamentals and basics, you're gonna be that much better at playing. Right, so just check this out. Now it's not being voice led very well, right? And I'm gonna to get to that in a second, but let's change this. Let's say I put the root on top. Now people might be like, well, Brendan, I wanna use all rootless voicings. Listen to me, Keith Jarrett, Brad Meldow, Herbie, these brilliant, brilliant pianists, they're using chick so many times. They're using shells and just maybe the root like this to create these simple, beautiful harmonies, especially Brad, Brad and Keith, right? And because it's so natural, so beautiful, they don't have any other like out color extensions, it creates a simple, pure, natural harmony. Go ahead and check out their transcriptions and you're gonna find this happening a lot. So don't, don't be quick to judge just this voicing here, right? So I can move through, right? And especially the major seven voicings, I can move through all the things you are with my three note voicing with that particular voicing I've chosen, right? And again, now let's say we pick a color tone. So let's say I want third, I have my three and seven. We're always gonna start with that and our bass tone on our left hand. I'm gonna put the nine on top. 
So that's a beautiful voicing too. Now I've chosen a color tone. Now you need to know what extensions are available. I'm not gonna get into that right now. But if you do, right, you can choose any color you want, right? You could have the nine on the bottom if you want to. This is a gorgeous color too. Sorry? Really, really pretty, pretty sound, right? You hear this? You hear how gorgeous that is? I mean, gorgeous voicing. Now, here's the nine on the top. Now, this is why people really emphasize the importance of three-note voicings because they can create a really rich and gorgeous sound. And they are important, but I'm gonna talk to you about a couple of things more in the future about where this fits into your process of learning voicings. I wouldn't particularly recommend going directly to these as you're learning voicings. There's a lot of voicings that you wanna learn in a systematic process to lead you up to this because already, I'll tell you right now, you're starting to create, pick, and choose colors, which is a spontaneous act. Right? And there's a lot of other things that need to be solidified, like walking or running. You need a lot of technical foundation of where you're placing your feet, where your arms are going, how you're starting to move before you start to choose and break out of the box, Right, which is exactly what we're doing right here. So I'm not going to get into that again, but that's just like my technical opinionated preference of where these particularly fit in. So they're not gonna fit in really in the beginning of your learning. It's more towards the end after you've learned your rootless voicings, you kind of learned your drop twos, right? You've learned your upper structure triads, all that good stuff. Then you can kind of start to play around and some people are gonna be like, Brennan, this is so far down the road. Well, yes, but there is a rhyme and reason to that which I teach in jazz piano school and in all the other particular podcasts. Anyway. Here's our voicings, back to this. So let's say I put the 11 on top, which is a beautiful voicing. Now the natural 11 is can be used for minor seven chords. So I have three, seven, 11, right? And then I'll do that for the same thing for my B flat minor seven. Now on my dominant seven, I have my sharp 11 because the natural 11 is the four. Now, this sound I absolutely love. Some people will be like, you cannot play the four on a dominant chord. Well, I say to that, yes, you can. I love this. Now here's the sound that the four and three mixed together creates over a dominant chord. So here's my three, four, seven, one. Jacob, Jacob Collier loves this sound. I love the sound. Lots of people love this sound. So if anyone tells you you can't, technically they're going to teach you, yes, you can't. But once you break past the barrier of knowing colors and knowing how to morph certain things, then you absolutely can. Isn't that gorgeous? It's so gorgeous. It's like a wandering world of uh, exploring, imagination, beautiness. It's such a gorgeous sound. So that is going to be, anyway, your four against three. But in this particular fashion for your three note voicing, I'm gonna use the sharp 11 because traditionally that is what's gonna be taught, okay? Then we move to our A flat minor seven. I also have the sharp 11 up here. Sharp 11 here over our D flat major seven. Sharp 11 up here 
which is going to be kind of hard for some people to reach. And then again, this. So what this sounds like, again, I'll play all the way through without talking. Isn't that gorgeous? That's so gorgeous. Oh, I love it so much. So that is picking a color tone. So go back to what I was talking about before. So once you have your shells and your bass note, again, if you're more of a beginner, you can pick chord tones. That's perfectly fine. And I would say you can place them wherever you want. I would begin. I would begin by placing them on top because that way you hit the shells and bass note are on the bottom, which creates support for the note you're going to choose on top. If you're more advanced and you can, you do know about extensions, you can start to pick them and place them in different areas of your voicing. So for example, I could choose the 11 and put it here. So I'd have this. Right, that's gonna create a completely different color. So that is essentially how you create three note voicings in a very easy, simple process. Now, how do we want to practice this? Well, we want to go through our two five ones essentially first. Make sure you can voice lead your shells through your two five ones first, right? Because again, finding your shells in your bass note is a necessity. That has to be mastered first. And if you can't do this, right, with ease, Right? This should be like clockwork. I'm not resolving here to my major. Right? You should be able to do this in any which way. So you should have the seven on the bottom, the third on the top, or the third and the seven on the bottom. Excuse me, seven on the top. Right? It should be like riding a bike. Okay, the next thing you want to do is whatever tune you're working on, you want to also practice that. So here would be my shells. I'm going to voice lead my shells through all the things you are. Shells, 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 shells. Now let's talk about voice leading our top line just a little bit, and that'll be the last of this particular um, step that you want to work on. So you don't really want to choose, although you can, let's say you're composing. Let's, I could choose a random three note voicing for more of a composition effect. So I might go with the 11 on top here. And then let's say I voice lead to my shells of my next chord. Maybe I go with the nine here, right? So I have my shells and nine. So here's my third, seven, 11 for my F minor, nine in the middle here. And then let's say I go with my uh, flat nine now on top. Okay, for my E-flat 7 chord. And then let's go shells and sharp 11 here. And let's go uh, shells and 9 here. And let's go shells and flat 13 here. And let's go shells and sharp 11 here. Okay. Now, if you're creating more of an experimental compositional thing, that's what you would do. You could choose different voicings, movements, things like that. But as you can see... <clears throat> excuse me, things are jumping around a lot. And what's going to sound uh, different, I should say, I don't want to say better because I like the way that sounded, what I just played. But what's going to sound different is if you voice lead a top line, and I'd recommend starting out with this particular process first. 
Now your goal is to choose a note on top and voice lead into the next shell with another three note voicing that voice leads this top line. So let's say I start out with a nine on top. Now my next set of shells in the B flat minor seven is gonna be this. So what I also wanna do is I wanna voice lead this particular note into my next three note voicing without it making a, a drastic jump. So before I was doing things like this. So I'd go here and then maybe I'd go um, and double the 11. So that would be, uh, let me see, like this. So essentially this was jumping from here to here, right? Or the nine, if I did this, that's a big jump from here to here. So we want to voice lead that top line. So let's say, let's say I leave it. Now remember, voice leading, the definition is moving the least amount of possible um, intervals, right? Without, get, oh, to get to the next chord, excuse me. So moving the least amount to get to the next note you want to get to. So if I don't move this, I mean, that's the least amount possible. No movement at all. Now, if I don't move this, this is going to be the 13 in my next chord. See how it stays there? Now, actually, I could voice lead this one particular note almost all the way through. Here's doubling the third, doubling the uh, seven here. Now, this will be the sharp 11. Now, this will be the root. Now, I'm not going to be able to reach. Well, I think I can reach this. But now that was the fifth. So I left this one note on top the entire time. Now, again, that's the least amount of movement, but you particularly don't always want to do that or have to, and there's plenty of other colors that you can choose. So let's move this around, but also voice lead this time. So I'm gonna start here. I'm gonna go to the five of the next chord. See how pretty that sounds? Now you got this top movement happening like this. Now going into my E flat seven, I'm gonna voice lead this top note again, which is happens to be the five. Now I'm gonna voice lead it into the flat nine of my E flat dominant seven chord. Okay, you see that? Now, instead of continuing downward, I'm gonna go back up to my A flat major seven, and I'm gonna put the 13 on top. Now I have the 13 on top. So the line, just to reiterate, was this. How gorgeous is that? It's like a beautiful line that we have on top of our shells and bass notes. So now we're creating three note voicings, but with we're voice leading the movement on top, which is going to create this gorgeous counter line. You see that, right? Now we're moving to our D flat major seven. Okay, so maybe I go to the back up to the sharp eleven here. That's how, that sounds pretty. Okay, I might choose the flat nine here, and then maybe the uh, sharp eleven. Okay, let's say I didn't want to go up to that far of a reach, right? So we'll go back to the D flat major seven. Now, you obviously can jump. You can make a skip. It happens all the time. You don't have to go by steps, half steps or whole steps. You can totally jump. It's no problem. So let's say I'm at my D flat major sharp 11 and I'm going to my G7. And the kind of options we have here without going higher, right? We could do the seven. We could do the 13 and we could do the flat 13. The five is kind of a big jump, but... You could do that. You know, you want to think about the lines as being melodic. So that sounds great. Like this particular fourth coming down and going up and resolving to the E is a very nice sound. So I could go. Right? 
Or I could go, that sounds really cool too. Or I could go, that's, I love that too. Dee, da, da. You hear that a lot. Right? So from my D flat major seven, that sounds great. I'm going to stick with that. So here's what I've composed or essentially kind of um, practiced out, which you should be doing, right, to get used to this process. I had an F minor seven with a nine on top. I went to just a regular B flat with a five on top, which you should definitely add in. Feel free to add in chord tones. It makes it simple, beautiful, and pure. I went to my flat nine, and then I went to my 13, and then my sharp 11, and then my flat 13 on top, and then my C major seven, my nine on top. See that? So here's the line. Let me see if I can pick it out without playing the shells below. I had my nine. I'll just play the bass notes down. Five, flat nine, 13, sharp 11, flat 13. Now here's the line by itself. That, I mean, that's an improv line in itself. Right? Uh, you know, that's a great line in itself, and it's happening on top of your voicings, right? So as a beginner, you want to take this process to move through your voicings, right? And work on this. And then, you know, this is more of a, a kind of out of tempo style. But again, put a metronome on, have it count. One, two, three, four, one, two, three. You can start comping. Right? And you can start making little rhythmic patterns with your three note voicing to practice your comping. And again, once you get used to a particular section, like we're gonna just working on you know, some measures right here, take the next group of measures in your tune and all the things you are, right? Right, and then you just keep going through the tune and working on particular blocks until you've gotten all the way through the tune and then you can kind of start to spontaneously do it or comp through the tune at a very slow tempo, right? Start to switch it up. So maybe I do this, right? So now I'm just picking and choosing on the fly, which is your next goal, right? At a very slow tempo, right? Controlled tempo. So kind of choose your three note voicings on the fly. And again, you don't have to choose if you're a beginner, just choose chord tones. Just choose chord tones. Right? All I'm doing here is chord tones. That way your mind doesn't have so many options, right? Uh, what happens is people start to kind of get on overwhelm, like, oh, I, have, I can choose the nine, I can choose the flat, what do I choose? And then it, they end up not making, you know, you end up not making any decision, which has happened to me many, many times, right? So, um, uh, so that is essentially what you want to work through. And again, it's a very easy process. And again, the three note, the particular three note voicing is just a type of voicing. I mean, it's, it's not 
it's not really a specific voicing because you're choosing uh, what you want to create in your three eight three note voicing. You're choosing your options. Um, again, in my opinion, this three note process comes a lot later down the road in your voicing repertoire, your systematic voicing pattern. We have a really awesome mini course inside Jazz Piano School called the Beginner's 35 Day Voicing Plan. We also have complete voicing, complete voicings part one, which tells you the systematic process to work through your voicings. Ultimately, you want to be picking and choosing as a final portion to your voicing repertoire because at that point you've worked through the systematic patterns, you've worked through the structures, you've worked through the set foundational voicings that you need to know which are going to help you uh, use this process in a much better, more efficient and optimal fashion. Okay, hope you guys enjoyed that and uh, I'll talk to you soon.